Um, but my favorite, favorite place in the world, the place that I just about moved to, um, I'm just, I am thoroughly in love with it and have been since I was maybe, my, my first visit that I remember, I was three years old. The last trip I took to New York was for the Dipset um, Locks Versus. New York, to me, is the mecca of culture. Um, and so that's that's where I go to get my fix. But this experience that I had last weekend was a completely different cultural experience than um, I've had regularly. I usually don't do the tourist thing in New York. So we started off with Uncle Nearest and took the weekend as far as it could go. Because I had had the wedding earlier, I tapped out first, right? The Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra is led by a family friend of mine, Wynton Marsalis. And uh, I haven't seen Wynton since probably around when my father passed. Uh, what side? Come out, gonna see everything on for me. I'm gonna be everything I wanna be, so I'm gonna be what I wanna be. And say, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm, I'm gonna be everything. Everything. What's going on, folks? This is Daryl, your host of the Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast, where we discuss topics that impact black and or millennial communities while having a good drink. So I'm back still in the same season. I've just been I've been loafing lately. y'all. Um, excuse me. Well, no, you know what? I'll tell you what I've been doing. I've been being a damn good father. Um, and being that this week is the week of Father's Day, I want to say cheers to all the fathers out there. And an even bigger cheers to all the black fathers, because not only is Sunday Father's Day, but it also is Juneteenth. So um, in our ability to celebrate our freedom, we also are celebrating our our um, huge narrative shift during this generation. Not saying that there haven't been great black fathers since the beginning of time, because the first father was a black man. Cheers to that. Um, Whether you're talking about you know the creator or the actual adam figure uh you don't have fatherhood or parenthood without black people and i want the world to recognize that um yeah i just i want to say what's up to to all of my people dads uh of and um without color but yeah I'm, i'm really excited for this father's day it is my second father's day and that is the reason back to the point i was making before that is the reason i've just been so drained lately like avery gives me all the energy in the world to do what i need to do to provide and to be present and at the same time he drains me so much because i'm pouring so much into his development and into being present for him and being a great um just father husband i'm trying to show him an example of what healthy masculinity looks like or can look like and and that part of that is right me being healed myself um so you know going to my therapist doing that deep work writing reading building my business up like there's so much going on and i've just been too tired to really record um but to record or put stuff out right because then i also have episodes that i've done that are sitting on ice i am so sorry y'all 
some of my guests are waiting for their episodes to drop and they haven't dropped yet uh shout out to my boy devin smith your episode is dropping soon um esther your episode is dropping soon who else do i have in in the uh works i don't even know i've got i've got quite a few episodes that just have not dropped yet because i want to do them right um but anyway i'm gonna kick this episode off today the way that i kick all mine off with the whiskey of the week um i've got kentucky owl which i've had on here before right great bottle very freaking pricey bottle i'm not buying a whole bunch of these because the price point is just too high but it's a really good whiskey and i had it on the episode probably a year ago or excuse me i had it on the podcast probably about a year ago but this is their St. Patrick's Day edition. So if you know me, you know I love the color Kelly Green. Uh, shout out to the Playboy Posita chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Um, you know, that that is our chapter color. You see it on the sleeves of our jackets. So green is my thing, right? And so when I saw a Kelly Green bottle of bourbon from a brand that I really do appreciate, I said, uh, do I want to spend, I spent, I'll tell y'all straight up, I spent $129 on this bottle, um, but it's a limited release, um, and so I, I went ahead and, and splurged, for better or for worse. Now, this is a really good bottle, um, it was actually a collaboration between um, an Irish whiskey uh Irish whiskey bonder, Luis McGain, and John Ray, who is a master distiller at Kentucky Owl. So, I've had it already before, but so it's, it's a great pour. But cheers to to having it again today. Um, on this episode, I'm going to talk about my recent um, visits to my favorite place in the world. As y'all get to know me, you might already know these things, um, but my favorite, favorite place in the world, the place that I just about moved to, um, I'm just, I am thoroughly in love with it and have been since I was maybe, my, my first visit that I remember, I was three years old. My family took the train up there. I have a really good memory, by the way, y'all. <laughs> my wife hates it, but yeah, it, I, I, I can remember that first trip, um, in what three years old that was 1990 1990 90 yeah it was at christmas time ish so 90 91 whatever either way um went up to new york city that's that's my second home my dad's family is up there um so my grandfather my godparents uh i've got aunts and uncles first cousins just a ton of people on my dad's side as well as a few from my mom's side who relocated um some first cousins um an aunt and uncle but yeah i love 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 new york and i go up any chance i get in college i was up there once a month um as an adult maybe every other month and then covid hit right and for the first nearly two years i did not go to new york city and it was spirit crushing for me um, i didn't get to see my godparents who are more like grandparents to me um, i really admire their love for one another the way they've raised two healthy healed black children in america um, 
and just the way that my aunt specifically stays active um, the way that my uncle is invested in his health so he can be around for as long as possible like, I just really love seeing them and so it was hard and it has been hard I have not seen either of them since shoot maybe December of 2019 I'm Mildred Uncle Ray. If y'all are listening, I love you. I talk to y'all like every every week, every other week. So that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I love going up to see them. I um, go up to see Vince, who is one of my best friends, who is Avery's godfather. I get to see a few of my line brothers usually when I go up. So uh, my four, my five, my my seven, all live in Brooklyn. Um, couple of my other fraternity brothers it's just it's always great to go up there and usually i stay in brooklyn when i go up Uh, when i was a kid i would stay in manhattan but as an adult brooklyn um is where a lot of my my close connections are and so i've um i've really taken on that that side of the city which when i was a kid i didn't see as much like i'd see it sometimes when i go visit my cousins who lived there but it wasn't i wasn't an adult right I wasn't even a teenager most of those times and so you know now experiencing the boroughs and all of their personalities oh harlem was definitely my spot when i was a kid um through probably 22 years old so yeah i love new york i love it i love it i love it and i've been there this year um one trip um straddled april and may so i went up for one of my good friend Bryce's weddings um, and had the pleasure of being in that um, as a groomsman. And then I ended up going um, this past weekend for Desiree's 33rd birthday. So I just want to talk about these trips because the last trip I took to New York was for the Dipset um, Locks Versus. And if you if you checked out that episode, it was amazing. I went up and it was for an artistic cultural experience like New York to me is the Mecca of culture. Um, And so that's that's where I go to get my fix. But this experience that I had last weekend was a completely different cultural experience than um, I've had regularly. I usually don't do the tourist thing in New York. Well, let me let me jump back. Right. We're going to go to the first trip I took to New York this year which was for Bryce's wedding, as well as just a general kind of like brotherhood retreat with Vince and LaFell. They've been on the the podcast, I want to say twice now. I'll probably have them back again next season. Um, But all that to say, the first trip was great, right? So I get to town and Bryce calls me, you know, maybe two days before the wedding. He's like, yo, bro, can you uh, be in my wedding with me? I was like, I'm not going to turn you down. I've known you since I was eight years old. So there's no way in hell that I won't be there for you when you need me the same way that when my father passed, he drove down from D.C. where he was living at the time to be at the hospital um, as we were, you know, learning of, of what was going on. So there's no way I wouldn't. I would have missed that. Um, and it was a beautiful wedding. I had a great time. Uh you know, this is narrative over wine and whiskey. So, you know, I, I had some some good whiskey, some, uh, you know, scotch, bourbon, a couple mixed drinks, I'm hanging out with some of my fraternity brothers from UNC. So it was a, a really good time. Um, and after the wedding, 
we had basically what turned into a men's retreat weekend with LaFell and Vince. So when I found out that I was going to be up there for the wedding, um, which was on a Friday, I knew I was going to probably stay with Vince at his crib. And so I hit LaFell up, you know, in the group chat and I was like, hey, are you trying to make a, a weekend of it? And you know, LaFell is about to have his second child. And I figured it would be a great time for the three of us to to just reconnect um, because we're not in the same city anymore. And so we spent the weekend just hanging out, having conversation, talking about business, talking about you know how we can be better men, uh, better business owners, um, you know our health, things like that. So it was a, a very, very needed weekend of brotherhood and bonding. And don't get me wrong, we still turned up. We had a good time. <laughs> we tried to act like we were in college again, um, which is where the three of or when the three of us met. Um, Fell didn't go to college with us, but um, he went to, to UNC Charlotte, and we ended up connecting in Greensboro. Uh, but yeah, we still turned up. You know, we had a great time. We we um, the first night because I was in the wedding. I left the wedding. I went to link up with them at Vince's crib. And we started the weekend off with a pour of Uncle Nearest. Um, Vince had been holding on to this bottle until there was, you know, a special time. And this was that. So we started off with Uncle Nearest and took the weekend as far as it could go. Because I had had the wedding earlier, I tapped out first, right? 12.30 came and I went back to the crib. I told them, um, I can't hang tonight. Like, I, I just between getting up to get to the wedding uh by 9 a.m or excuse me to get to to new york by 9 a.m so that i could be in the wedding um to partying after the wedding um only having eight once i just i could not go ham like i wanted to um but the second night i definitely um definitely went went the distance with the boys uh and we had a, a really, really good time. And then the third day, um, we just did a quick brunch. Uh, we got up, did coffee, chilled on the rooftop at, at Vince's spot, and then did brunch with Ribka, his girlfriend, and went to the airport. And it was just a really, really refreshing time. It was great to recharge. And I'm very grateful for those brothers. Um, but we spent that entire weekend, I think, in Brooklyn until we went to brunch and um, from brunch went straight to the airport. And I just, I got to chill. It was low key. I got the food I wanted to get, hit the bodegas. Um, and I did what I normally do in New York, which is relax, recharge, um, reconnect, and then get back to North Carolina. Mm. I don't know if y'all know this. Before the pandemic happened, I really don't remember what I talked to y'all about. Um, y'all are like my friends now, if you're listening regularly. But before the pandemic, we were actually um, about to move to Brooklyn. So Desiree and I had come to terms with the fact that I needed to be somewhere else to grow, to be happier. Um, I just wasn't finding it in North Carolina, right? And so we decided that Brooklyn is where I really felt most like myself. Um, it's where I leaned into my my gifts more. Um, 
and so we we were set on it and, and then she loved she likes brooklyn now right so when we got out of school and i had a job offer in new york she wasn't feeling new york um but after going up there with me pretty frequently um not as much as i go but but enough times it started to grow on her so we knew hey we're about to go to new york um we're going to do this for a few years and then you know possibly come back south um, but who knows right and then covid hit and we said we would rather have our three-bedroom house with you know nearly on nearly a third acre of land or half acre land or whatever how big the plot is um with a garage for you know what we're paying in mortgage right now than to be paying you know 25 percent more than what we're paying now for a one bedroom in new york during the pandemic it just it wasn't going to make sense um, and we're still in the pandemic don't get me wrong it's just it looks different people have normalized it um, but covid is still very real so that was a really good trip made it back to north carolina um went to work the next day fast forward about a month and desiree's birthday um, she, she turned 33 earlier this month and so this past weekend we did our first trip away from avery um, together so i've been out of town for work a few times um for mother's day i gave desiree a staycation and so she had a few nights downtown durham um shout out to my boy kev for hooking that up for us um but yeah two two nights away at 21c which is one of the most impressive hotels not only in the city but in the state uh, amazing artwork in there i mean the decor is, is phenomenal great service um if you're in durham check it out and i mean really they could charge more for the service and the ambiance that they provide so desiree got a really really great experience there um sweet life um, because because you know kev hooked it up so yeah check out 21c this is like a free like this is not a paid sponsorship this is actually just because they had great service um you can see desiree's reel about her staycation on her uh, instagram at i can you can vegan and next time you're in durham or if you're just in durham and want to do a staycation uh, i'd say check it out um but that was desiree's first night away from avery and so, I, you know, we knew that we were going to take this trip and my sister and my father-in-law were amazing. My sister took Avery for the first day and a half. My father-in-law got him for the second day and a half, um, which there's a little twist to that. Y'all find out at the end. Um, but yeah, we did three, three days away. I mean, like our flight was at 6 a.m. on Friday morning and we were scheduled to come back at 11, be back in North Carolina at 11.30 p.m. on Sunday night. So really full days. Um, which scheduling a 6 a.m. flight is not always the smartest thing to do, right? Because that means that you got to be at the airport at what? I think it was this. So yeah, 6 a.m. takeoff. So we had to be at the airport no later than, you know, really we were pushing it, but we were there at like 4.45. So that was tough. Um, and then we, we hop off the plane in New York. And real quickly, there's this thing called Bounce, right? And this is not a paid advertisement, but amazing service. Um, what you do is, you know, when you're in a city, 
your for us like right our airbnb we couldn't check in until i think it was 3 p.m who wants to carry luggage around a city for you know upwards of six hours no one so the service bounce you can just go to a city drop your luggage off at a local business you know they have partners all around a lot of cities in in the world i think they're in 200 cities across the world drop your luggage off you do what you got to do you come back and pick it up and it's it's a very simple simple process i think it's like six dollars a bag or something extremely cheap um so i would i would definitely check that out so we drop our luggage off um desiree being vegan of course um which y'all well know if you're if you're on if you've been you know on this podcast for a while because this trip is about her i do not or i chose excuse me i wanted to give her full control of what we ate um i mean there were places that that i chose from time to time but i wanted it to be a experience where she was extremely comfortable and she knew this was about you know celebrating her so when we got to uh to dropping the luggage off we looked to see what was in the area that was you know pretty good breakfast so went and got her some breakfast um and then we went to our first uh scheduled you know event or, or whatever you want to call it um activity which was uh jean michel basquiat exhibit called king pleasure um, his family ended up creating an amazing exhibit with multiple galleries showcasing pieces that were never seen before because they were in the family's private collection and i mean these works of art were amazing but hearing the social influences that inspired the works and and hearing how this man's mind worked and how he was viewed by his family and the community and what he went through to pull from himself pieces of art that have impacted you know black culture and american culture over the past what i think he passed in the in i think it was 88 um but i mean for the past 50 years his works have been the talk of, of the art community that was an amazing experience i am glad that we got to see it uh, if you're in new york i strongly recommend you see it best 45 dollars i've spent uh, on a cultural experience in a while so after that we went um grabbed some lunch for desert no excuse me she wasn't hungry then because she had a later breakfast so i went to find some food because i had not eaten yet so grabbed a chicken parm sandwich at some local pizzeria um and you know, we we walk as much as we can in new york because it's great exercise and getting around in ubers is expensive getting around in the subway can start to add up and so we um yeah we hopped on on and off a couple a couple trains um throughout the trip but a lot of the time if it was if it was within a 20 minute walk we were gonna hoof it so yeah walked to the, the pizzeria grabbed some food after that you know it was almost time to check in <laughs> and our phones were on low low battery right um so until we could check in i charged my phone in h&m while desiree did some shopping um 
and and then we, we checked in and got ready for the night so that evening i had scheduled a photo shoot for us in this uh kind of like city park area called the High Line, which was an old train station that was converted into uh, a pretty artistic park. Um, amazing greenery, you know, cool decor, just just a dope spot. So we did the photo shoot, um, hired a photographer for through this app that's, you know, like an Uber or an Airbnb for photographers. Um, you can go ahead, hop on, you know, the price is set, and you, you find the photographer whose style you like. And so we hired Stephanie. Um, the app is called Snapper, by the way. S-N-A-P-P-R, I believe. Um, so check it out if you're in... I, I don't know if it's, if it's exclusive to New York, but it's an easy way to find a photographer if you want to do a quick, inexpensive photo shoot and get some, some great shots. Um, so Stephanie did a, a great job. Um, Desiree and I were dressed... To the to the nines as they say we i had on um tux with a white jacket black lapel and desiree had on this this gorgeous black gown and she had no idea where we were going or so i thought um yeah but she found the tickets i, I yeah this woman cleans too much and she looks through stuff when she cleans sometimes and she she found the tickets too that night's show i didn't know this until we were at dinner but anyway we do the photo shoot um then we go to dinner at this place called ja 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 um which is a i want to say mexican um but it might just be hispanic uh, inspired food spot they have i think three locations we went to the location in chelsea um and very very good food uh vincent ribka met us there and I mean, we got we got in the door and people during the entire photo shoot, people thought that we were doing an engagement shoot or something and congratulating us. And so then we get into the restaurant and we sit at the bar because we're waiting on Vincent Ribka and the bartenders hand us free shots. And then I'm talking with one of the bartenders, dude is from Colombia, and we were just talking about mezcals and whiskey. And he tossed me a couple names of some uh, mezcals that were whiskey um, infused and so I'm gonna I'm probably going to have a couple of those on the podcast soon but we're sitting here drinking for free before Vince and Ruka even get here then we get to the table and the food is amazing I mean we we ordered a couple um appetizers so I think we got their, their chips and guac were really good their nachos were really good their chorizo was really good and those were just the appetizers and then I got a stuffed poblano pepper and that was amazing I think Desiree got a burrito. I tried hers. That was great. Um, the staff was just just treated us so well. They gave us some choritos for her birthday. Um, more free shots. We also ordered a couple rounds of drinks. Um, thank you to Vincent Ribka for dinner. Uh, we really appreciated that. But that was a, a, an amazing experience. Oh, and then <laughs> the whole staff signed a birthday card for Desiree. So it was just great service. I loved it. I will be back. And I'm not even vegan, but the food was just, I mean, like the entire uh, setup, I i appreciate it. And that's one thing I love about New York, right? You're going to find, everybody can find something for them in the city. Um, and 
you find it in a way that you don't even know that anything else is like off like you don't know that it's not me like the food was great the, it's not a weird experience it's not a special experience um or or an, an an experience that makes you feel like you're not in a normal setting um so after that we went to the show that Desiree already knew about because she saw the tickets in my my nightstand drawer while she was trying to put some of my stuff away I'm a little bit um uh, I'm a little bit more of a free spirit than she is sometimes, and so she tries to to organize my things with her her OCDness. Um, and so she she found the tickets to what was a night of Duke Ellington. It was a jazz at Lincoln Center show, um, which the jazz at Lincoln Center orchestra is led by a family friend of mine, Wynton Marsalis. And uh, I haven't seen Wynton since probably around when my father passed so around 2011 um and a, a really really good guy just when my dad passed I think that I leaned away from some of his connections because it um it was it was a, a pretty painful moment that I just didn't want to be reminded of all the time and you know since going to therapy and things like that I've I've um, kind of leaned back into some of some of those relationships, but it was a, it was a tough point in my life. You know, at 23 years old, when you were just getting to coming to the point where you can appreciate your parents for who they are as human beings, and not uh, and see their flaws as human characteristics and not failures of the people who you see as superheroes. Um, you know, it was it was a, a rough point. And and so I lost a lot in that moment. One of those things being some relationships that, you know, I I really do value. So all that to say, I ended up getting us front row seats at the show. Um, I believe in supporting my friends, my family. Um, so I didn't try to call in a favor or anything like that. I bought four tickets for the show, um, paid face value didn't tell Wynton I was coming but you know about halfway through the show he and I connect eyes right now I have a mask on um I haven't seen this man in over a decade but you know we, we just we connect eyes and I didn't know if it was just like yo he sees another black man in the front row which is rare for these kind of shows because those tickets are not cheap they are very much worth it they are also very much not cheap uh and and sadly it, it seems that the arts because we as artists and as creative people have to pay our bills and and because i do believe that everyone deserves to experience life in its fullness um when you do create something with your mind and you you elevate the price sometimes that price is not valued or is not attainable by everyone in, in every community and so more often than not you don't see us you know paying that top dollar for uh for shows like that but i knew that that was an experience that i wanted to have um with some of my closest friends and so we sat front row and like i said connected with Wynton, you know visually and you know he kept playing or whatever but after the show 
I said to, to Desiree and Vince and Ripka, I said, yo, y'all want to go backstage? And they said, they said, yeah, now Desiree is hesitant, right? Because she thinks that, and if you listen to the Versus uh, episode, you know, she thinks that my confidence carries me further than it should sometimes. And she might be right, but damn it, it carries me. It gets me from point A to point B and I get to where I need to go and that's who I am. Like, that's how I live my life. I might not have all the credentials, but it says that God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And so, you know what? I got qualified in that moment because when the security guard uh, said, hey, can y'all exit the other way? I, I let him know. Now we're, we're friends of, of Winton's and I'm um, just taking you know my wife, my brother and his girlfriend back to to say hello. And for some reason, we made it back there. I remember many times being in this same uh, venue, walking backstage with my father, uh, coming back to see Winton and, and to see the band. And, and I haven't seen some of these guys who are still playing and have been playing since I was a kid with Winton. I haven't seen some of them in longer than um, the decade that I haven't seen Winton. Uh, but they recognized me, right? And... And I said, yo, where's Winton? They're like, well, he's on the other side. So we walked to the other side. And the second he sees me, you know, Vince said that he could see, like, how he got emotional. He's like, yo, D, I thought that was you, but I wasn't sure. Um, you know, with the masks on. And it was it was dope. Uh, Ribka caught a bit of it on, on camera. But it was just a good feeling to see someone who knew my dad well and to reconnect and, and show him pictures of Avery and introduce him to my wife and, and one of my best friends and you know another of my really good friends. It was just really great to be in that moment. And afterward, he got us into their uh, nightclub, which is called Dizzy's, and you know took care of the cover, took care of the drinks. And it was just, it was dope. And then I got to go up and see the woman who used to literally orchestrate Quentin's, you know, professional life, uh, who is also a friend of my family's, Genevieve Stewart, and, you know, still beautiful woman, great, great person, great spirit, and I haven't seen her also uh, since before my dad passed, and so I walk up to her, and at first she looks, and, and she looks confused, and, and I took off my mask, and the woman, you know, she started to tear up, so that was... Uh, it was, it was just good to see and connect with some old friends. Um, Vince and Ribka kept rocking for the night. Desiree was tired, so we took it in back to the Airbnb. And that's the end of day one. Very, very fun um, first, first day. Um, day two, we get up. Um, I think we, after a little while, go grab some brunch at this place that Ribka suggested. Um, called aunt at uncle's really really good food i don't like cauliflower or anything but damn it they're roasted cauliflower vince i appreciate you recommending that for us man because i i swear if desiree says it has cauliflower in it i'm not eating it never this place did it right so i i will be back there if for nothing well their burger was really good too their au burger was was amazing um but i'm coming back for the cauliflower and i've never said that before in my life because who wants that white broccoli um so that was really good and we were supposed to have excuse me we had tickets to a broadway show it was um called for colored girl for colored girls who 
considered suicide when the rainbow isn't enough. And um, Desiree had never been to a Broadway show, so that was one of the things on the agenda. But the show got canceled. I think like some cast members had COVID or whatever, so they refunded me the money. I didn't even know that until I started looking for the tickets and realizing that, oh, we ain't going to nobody's show right now. So we ended up going back to Manhattan from Brooklyn and just chilling for a while until the Yankees-Cubs game. Um, I haven't been to a Yankees game since I was a kid. But this was fun because Desiree actually, though she does not like baseball, she likes live games. She loves the atmosphere. She loves, you know, seeing the home runs hit and all of that, Uh, which actually tomorrow we're going to our minor league baseball game, the Durham Bulls. So that'll be two baseball games in one week. Um, So we're getting our summer fix in early. Uh, And it's actually UNCG night. So that'll be that'll be fun to see some some friends around here. Uh, So went to the baseball game. And then I think we just ended up taking it in. Uh, it wasn't wasn't too late of a night. We stayed through like seven innings. The Yankees were up 8-0. Uh, so we were good with that. We had really good seats. And the next day, we decided we were going to see Tina on Broadway. So there's a Tina Turner show on Broadway. We still got to have that Broadway experience. I was excited about that for, for her. And the plan was to fly out of um, LaGuardia that night and come right back to Durham. First class flights, I had booked them. We, Desiree nor I have ever flown first class and she's been talking about it. And so I said, tomorrow's not promised. We're gonna do it on this flight. Um, So that was my last surprise for her, but they canceled our flights. If you've been keeping up with the news, there are a ton of airlines that are canceling flights these days. Um, I think a lot of it is, has to do with greed trying to keep those dollars in their pockets cost of gas all of that stuff so they rerouted us from LaGuardia to Pittsburgh and then we had to stay in Pittsburgh overnight which that threw a wrench in things because we were supposed to get Avery or we were supposed to relieve our father-in-law my father-in-law that night um but we weren't able to because you know we we got uh got caught up with the airline stuff and so we had to stay overnight in Pittsburgh and the next morning we had a 645 flight to RDU you know, my father-in-law called called work and he was you know, a little bit late but we were able to get back pick Avery up get home thankfully Vaughn was here so Avery had his nanny to to take care of him while we rested rested a little bit and Tuesday I was back at work so great new york trip couple hiccups um american airlines just know that that y'all gonna give me some money back because y'all bu- y'all bumped me from first class to economy which i got no problem with economy but if i paid for first class i, I ain't paying for a maserati and driving off the lot with a honda uh so y'all gonna give me some money back but great trip i love new york if you know me you know i love new york and i'm going to keep spending money there and keep having a good time there for the rest of my life i don't care if i'm going up to sit front row at a dip set show that i didn't really pay full price for or if i'm going up to sit front row at a jazz at lincoln center show that i was more than happy to support you know i'm i'm gonna love the city that's it y'all thanks for listening and i will catch y'all next time
The Narratives Over Wine and Whiskey podcast is a subsidiary of Daniel's Development and Branding, LLC. Here for all of your fundraising strategy and creative storytelling needs. Connect with us online at dollarsandstories.com.